Unity Water is proud to sponsor this podcast series because we believe great news, great solutions and great outcomes deserve to be shared. See what we're all about at unitywater.com. You're listening to the Australian Water Association's podcast series. I'm Hazel Flynn and with me to talk about asset management and what it means for the water industry are Jeff Hales, Director of Barnwell Resources and also from the Australian Water Association's Asset Management Specialist Network, and Dr Meg Hooper, Director of Carousel Consulting. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Jeff, the term asset management can initially be mistaken to mean something just purely logistical. It actually refers to something quite profound about how organisations operate, doesn't it? That's right. It's got a, a very uh, wide and embracing sort of meaning, and some of us define it as the the coordinated activity of an organisation to realise value from the assets. And that value can be uh, the value to the customers and, uh, and the value to the business and things like that. And what, what aspects of the business does it take in or what aspects does it leave out, if any? Well, for an asset intensive organisation, it, it gets into the, um, the stewardish, steward, stewardship of the, uh, of the asset and trying to look after it. So it, it produces an outcome that will, will benefit the, um, say for the water industry, our customers who, who use, utilise the water and drink the water. So how well do you think that, that the idea of asset management culture is understood within the Australian water industry? Can't tell you at the moment. We've got a workshop this afternoon, we're looking at exploring that a little bit more, but my experience has been, I think it could be typical of many, is I used to keep away, I practice in asset management. But the idea of the culture side, I used to push that aside and keep to the technical side. And then I had a bit of a, an awakening when I went to New Zealand and we were there to, on a special tour just to see what the New Zealanders were doing with asset management. And the key thing it came across is if we can't get leadership and culture right, or let's say the other way, if we can get those right, then the things that we're trying to achieve through, through asset management will, will go a lot more smoothly, will be natural things, and therefore that's the priority. So I see that's, that's becoming more and more of a theme and uh, I bl believe more and more organisations are aware of the importance of the asset management culture. Ah, so you had a bit of a land of the long white cloud epiphany. That's right, I then went there with a technical agenda. <laughs> I gave them my list of things, asset management system, asset performance and uh, these are the things I wanted to learn and then I got hit from, the, from day one with the cultural side, the leadership side and I used to stay away from that. And, and um, yeah, and now I'm embracing it. I get people like Meg to work alongside me and help me in that area because that's uh, a lot out of my expertise, the cultural side of things. Well, Meg, let's talk about a strong asset management culture. Why should organisations strive for it? And, and how can we recognise the ones that are getting it right? I think, um, I mean, at the end of the day, asset management culture is really just describing the collective behaviours in the organisation that make a difference to the sorts of things that Jeff was talking about. So from that perspective, it's not really any different to any other organisational culture you'd be striving for. The beautiful thing about asset management culture is that it gives you an outcome variable. There's something to strive for. And I think that then helps the organisation focus. So um, I think the, the difference between an asset management culture um, versus any other kind of culture is really around 
viewing the organisation as a system and the behaviours exist within a system. Um, Jeff mentioned the role of leaders. The, the role of leaders is actually vital in that system. To acknowledge that you belong to a system, to acknowledge that that system has people within it and those people will behave in ways that support asset management or not. How do you coordinate all that effort? Um, there are many other things that influence an organisational culture, um, but we, what we've seen is that leaders set the tone effectively um, for a strong culture to support asset management, good effective asset management. So I, mean, I guess the answer to that is leadership. The answer is uh, leadership is the main barrier in organisations that are missing the mark. Is that the case? I think it's part of the story. Um, it's an important part of the story because, as I said, leaders really do set the tone. Probably what, um, probably my observation in organisations that are seeking to be good asset management managers, the, the thing that they forget is that, you know, organisations aren't just one big amorphous blob, they're part, they're a system and those systems have groups within them. And those groups need to be collaborating with each other and it needs to be a signature move for the culture of the organisation to, um, for that culture to support strong asset management. Let me give you a devil's advocate question then. Of there's lots of management <laughs> theory. Why is this not just yet another piece of management jargon? How is it different? Um, as, I, as, as, as I said earlier, I think because effective asset management is fundamental for asset heavy organisations. Um, most asset heavy organisations, particularly in the water industry, have you know, they have the community at the very end of their value chain. Um, the behaviours within an organisation, which is effectively what the culture is describing, is the way we do things around here, need to support strong asset management so that we're able to serve the community at the end of the day. Um, and yes, you're right, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of variations of organisational culture. But I think that to truly understand what it means and to be able to do something about it, you need to give it a name and you need to attach it to a really important outcome variable for the organisation. And I think that's what describing asset management culture does. Mm, absolutely. Um, culture change can be hard to get right. What are the keys to doing it successfully? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> a big question, I know. We, we mentioned a good leadership is, is one thing and it is really important, but I also want to say also is that we, um, People, individuals can influence the culture by exhibiting the values that, that are, are positive for a positive culture. And they may not have the leadership role, but they can just practice and exhibit those. And, and the studies show that can rub off on people around you. So you can influence it that way. And you're really talking about every person in an organisation, not just those who happen to have an executive office or who happen to have a, a management title. You're really talking about everybody, aren't you? Definitely, yep. And that's, yeah, I'm really passionate about that. It isn't, it isn't one for the top end. It's, it's, it's for everyone to embrace culture and, and do their bit to, to help enhance it and improve it. Yeah. yeah, I think, you know, as leadership at all levels might be another way that we describe that. Mm. Um, I think the other important thing is to acknowledge that cultures are complex and they're fueled by lots of different things. One of the things that they can be fueled by is the subcultures that exist within them. And we get a lot of, con we have a lot of conversations with organisations about the siloed um, nature of asset management. 
The alternative is that system view, that everything is connected and collaboration is really important. So organisations that strive to have a good asset management or a strong asset management culture need to figure out a way for those subcultures or silos or whatever you want to call them to actually have a goal that's above themselves. So it sits above themselves. There's some kind of superior goal they're working toward. And that's our experience of effective interventions as well, is to focus on that um, that superior goal that feeds asset management and the asset management culture as opposed to the subcultures that might have might be looking after their own interests. Mm. That reminds me of a story I think I heard, I'm not too sure I've got it right is that I think it was John F. Kennedy went to the the space uh, base Kennedy Cape Canaveral and he he talked to um, to a janitor and he said what's your job and the janitor said my job's to put uh, men on the moon and he, uh, that janitor, pictured what their ultimate goal was and, and translated it to, to, their, to that person's position, which was fantastic, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and you know, there are so many different roles in an organisation. A line of sight to what we're here to do is hugely important. Mm. Yes, and conversely, uh, I'm hearing also that it's important to recognise the way people actually behave. So rather than, um, you know, saying this is what we're going to do and everybody is going to fit into these boxes, you're actually talking about thinking about the way groups and people genuinely behave in the real world yeah, as well. Absolutely. Understanding the role of um, subculture, understanding the role of identity in organisations for me is fundamental to any practice that I would work with any organisation, not just an asset management organisation. And group identity, organisational identity are really important foundations for that. Who are we? What do we do? How do, how do we do things around here? What is it we're here to achieve? Um, all of those things help us understand what the normative behaviours are. And those normative behaviours accumulate and that's where we get our culture from. Yes, and there's a really big difference between that profound understanding that you're describing and the sort of lip service mission statement that can get yeah. all too often substituted. I think um, my observation is that organisations have a view of what a good culture is and they measure themselves against a sort of static view of a good culture. Um, and the challenge with that is that cultures need to ebb and flow and flux and change depending on what the system needs. Um, it, it's, a, it's a much more sort of fundamental view of the way human beings operate in groups and systems. Yeah. Yes. But it is really profound in a way because the difference between a, an organisation that has a strong asset management culture and one that doesn't, it can be all the difference when it comes to sustained success and, and you know, an ongoing place in the world, can't it? Mm, definitely, yeah. yeah. And, and you'll hear, um, uh, we've got a quote from a guy, the CEO of uh, Zappos, Tony Hosea, sort of said, hey, we worked out, I'm paraphrasing him, if we, can, if we can get our culture right, then the other things fall out just naturally. He calls it the other stuff like customer service and, and, and brand name, but just all falls out naturally if we can get that culture right. Excellent. Well, keep up the good work then. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Hope. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining me. And that's been Jeff Hales, Director of Barnwell Resources and also from the Australian Water Association's Asset Management Specialist Network, and Dr Meg Hooper, Director of Carousel Consulting. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>